Hello and welcome to the D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick. Today we're getting intimate with Gen Z entrepreneurial icons Jake Lewin and Oliver Procato from Tabs Chocolate, the makers of one of the most viral D2C products I've ever seen. They've grown very quickly to over seven figures in their first year without spending a dime on paid ads. How'd they do this? By combining two of the world's favorite things, sex and chocolate. Jake and Oliver have created a product that was engineered from day one to grow through virality. In this interesting podcast, you're going to hear about how to build a product that's engineered for virality, how tabs cheeky packaging as well as product design with a few well-placed emojis actually drive virality. You're also going to hear about the influencer strategy that essentially turns creators into franchises in a way that locks them in as distribution channels. This one really blew my mind. I am happy to report the kids are all right in the D2C world. I'm off to eat some chocolate. On with the show. takes to secure an influencer collab and nine times out of ten the influencer will just ghost you and steal your product it was very very hard to scale up at the velocity that i wanted to and so we started to put good creators on retainer we would have them post for us on a reoccurring basis they would post on their own page and then we would run secondary pages on tiktok so if you search up tab space chocolate on tiktok you'll see 25 different pages each managed by an independent creator we have on autopilot 50 posts going live every single day onto TikTok and then 50 posts going live on all these reposting platforms, basically becoming kind of like a media conglomerate. And that's how I think we're going to win. Thousands of people have jumpstarted their TikTok content strategy using Coley's TikTok Creative Brief template. That's because it has all the steps for successful creator collaborations and best practices to create fun and engaging TikToks. If you haven't grabbed your copy yet, don't worry. Coley just dropped a brand new version of their popular template filled with even more tips and insights to level up your TikTok game. Head to coley.com TikTok to download your free copy and start creating TikToks for your brand that people actually want to watch. Oliver, Jake, welcome to the D2C podcast. I hear you sell sex chocolate. Can you uh, tell, start with the origin story? Where did the idea come from? So this started as a, um, as a really interesting concept that we saw, uh, but we just saw a, a pretty poor execution. So what I mean by that is um, there was this company uh, called Sext, uh, S-E-X-T-Z, who had a similar concept of like a, a sex chocolate in a sense. And we came across this video that had like 11 million views on TikTok and a few million likes. And I sent it to Oliver. I'm like, wow, this is a it's a great idea, but the packaging and the execution on their part was just uh, was just really subpar. So we took that and we took our combined experience, just running e-commerce stores and and doing dropshipping and stuff like that, um, and we applied it to this new brand called Tabs, and here we are. It's I'm just like the product itself is just so slick. The design on it, like, is this sort of how you launched it as it is right now? Or did you go through prototypes that, that were less slick? We went through, we went, we went through a lot of prototypes. Um, Oliver could tell you about it, but pretty much every word on that box and every you know design and color was uh, very much intentional. Give me a little bit, Oliver. Tell me a little bit of the, the best moves you made. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, everything that we did from the shade of gold, 
um, to to the back of the box to you know when you remove the chocolate we have these kinds of little, little like fun emojis everything was I super, just saw that that's delightful thank you thank you yeah I mean everything was like super deliberate um, and there was a lot of time and effort and fighting and arguments you know about every little thing because we wanted to launch this and do this the right way from the get go uh, just to give you a, bit, a little bit more background uh, before Tabs Jake launched a leggings brand uh, about a year earlier. And he was drop shipping them and it just exploded on social media, especially TikTok. And he was one of the first people to really kind of blow that up in the market. And he brought me on board to help accelerate the growth, uh, particularly through influencer collaborations on TikTok. And so we uh, had a lot of experience in e-commerce. We had a lot of experience in like streamlining the influencer collab process and working with a lot of micro influencers. But unfortunately with the leggings, uh, the market quickly got saturated as a lot of copycats came into play. So after that whole entire experience, we went back to the drawing board and we had two pieces of criteria that we really wanted to kind of meet. One being a product that can go viral and sell itself. And two, a product that has high barriers to entry and a level of proprietary nature around it. And so we really focused on number two. We wanted to ensure that before we launched, we had everything perfect from the branding, the design, the unboxing experience, the website. We agonized over every single micro detail so that when we would launch, we can go big. And um, I'm happy to report that like it's been somewhat of a, an early success. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you know we've seen some like n- initial signs of product market fit and hopefully we can continue to keep the ball rolling. That sounds like you're understating it slightly. Tell me what you can about your growth journey. Like how meteoric has it been? So after about like a year of actually like, you know developing the product, uh, contract manufacturer uh, based out of Naples, Florida, uh, boxes made in China, virgin uh, polycarbonate plastic molds, uh, plastic wrappers, um, multiple partners for the supplements. You know, after establishing the whole entire back end side of things, um, which took a long while, as well as you know formulation, we went through so many rounds of iterations to to pack the chocolates full of natural supplements while still you know preserving the taste and flavor. Uh, it took about eleven months. How'd you test them? Well, <laughs> that, that's a whole other story in and of itself. Our, our manufacturer would send us some samples and I would go around to my fraternity house knocking on doors, uh, giving it to my buddies and, and you know, and, and having them taste it, having them use it. Uh, and, you know, it was, it was a very kind of homemade uh, bootstrapped start for sure. Yeah. But in terms of, in terms of I guess, of the growth, we ended up launching um, in like about December 20th, 2021. And we had our first couple influencer posts go live um, and we didn't see like a crazy amount of traction. We thought we were going to, again, because we spent so much effort and time ensuring that everything was perfect. And, you know, about a couple of weeks later, um, Jake develops like this whole entire repo strategy. Do you want to kind of touch upon that, Jake? Yeah. So um, the nature of the product in and of itself uh, is, is kind of appealing to, to a lot of these short form video platforms. And that, you know, when we designed this, we, we figured what would be most appealing to go viral and like what would catch people's attentions just right off the bat. And uh, just a chocolate being able to be sexually enhancing and uh, all the other things that we have on our on our product description uh, just seemed to fit that bill. So our strategy in the beginning, uh, which ended up 
letting us avoid a lot of the expensive like PPC marketing and uh, and even a lot of influencer marketing was just reposting old videos that we already had, whether we made it ourselves or like just our very few influencers. So like we reposted like TikTok videos on Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, Spotlight uh, Shorts, and um, those kind of naturally took off without actually having a following behind any of them. Uh, and they were kind of just brand new accounts. That's awesome. Did you remove the TikTok logo or did you keep it on? We removed it, yeah. That's interesting. I've heard it work both ways. Yeah, I think they might. Um, and now we actually do do that uh, where we have like just reposts on TikTok. But um, yeah, I think they I think they like restrict your content if you have the TikTok logo. So has most of your growth come from your page, the Tabs Chocolate page, or, or from influencers that you've arranged with to talk about the product? Yeah, so initially it was it was influencers and, and micro influencers, and you know we would lock them into uh, you know two post deals, um, and you know they would put it out to their audience. And we saw some good traction, and then what we would do is we would download it, kind of like Jake was talking about, on an HD watermarkless you know file, and then we would growth hack and and repost it on all of these different platforms that Jake was talking about. But there was a lot of strategy there. Um, you know, we had virtual assistants that would put out hundreds of posts every single day, kind of spamming these platforms um, with the hopes that, you know, one or two would get picked up on the algorithm and go viral. And then, you know, we would analyze like, what kind of content is working, what kind of content isn't working and, and double down on, on, on what's, what's successful. And so, you know, by nature, we were able to rack up tens of millions of views on these, you know, secondary posts, repost things and drive significant amounts of revenue. Unfortunately, like it, we, we, we wanted to start to consolidate and bring a lot of the, the, uh, the creative work in-house because there's a lot of effort and energy and time that it takes to secure an influencer collab. And, you know, nine times out of 10, the influencer will just ghost you and steal your product despite even wanting to pay them when they put out the post. And so, you know, I got very frustrated with this because despite putting like so much time and effort into this and having, you know, a lot of my, my employees and, and interns and, and VAs kind of working the back ends of the systems, it was very, very hard to scale up at the velocity that I wanted to. And so what we started to do was we started to put good creators and influencers on retainer and we would have them post for us on a reoccurring basis. They would post on their own page and then we would run subsidiary and secondary pages on TikTok. So if you search up tab space chocolate on TikTok, you'll see 25 different pages and they're each managed and run by an independent creator. And, you know, we have TikTokers, we have drop shippers, we have content creators, we have agencies, only fan girls, um, you know, college kids. Doesn't matter who it is. Uh, we want to work with them and basically become a content machine where we have like on autopilot, you know, 50 posts going live every single day onto TikTok and then 50 posts going live on all these reposting platforms, uh, basically becoming kind of like a media conglomerate almost. And that's how I think we're going to win. Uh, that's a really great idea. And it's something that you can't do on Facebook right now. You know, you can't, or, or maybe you can, maybe, but like, I know they want the company to be the one, you know, having the the brand presence. But on TikTok, you can have as many as you like. It's like you're, it's like they're franchisees in a way. Yeah, right? exactly. And you know, what's cool about it, too, is that we can, you know, put a special link in their bios so then we can track and see kind of the impact they're having on sales and 
they, they can even have an opportunity to become like a partner in the sense, you know, where we will do a rev share deal with them. Like in essence, yeah, they're 100% franchisees. I mean, in fact, we work with a lot of, you know, Shopify um, e-commerce guys that are really talented creators that traditionally like run up TikTok pages for their own brands. And now they're working with us in that sense, um, you know, to run our brand and, and take a nice, you know, piece of the pot. Like a side hustle, content exactly. side hustle. They just love chocolate. They love sex. Why not combine <laughs> them? Unreal. That's a, I think that's a really, really great idea. And like the, it's something that not a lot of people do, especially this. I think a lot of people are precious about the content to the point, oh, you got to get all these videos out, right? You don't want to, you know, I know I just, I've talked to so many people that aren't even like cross publishing uh, on platforms. So I think even, and, and you know, one of my questions I was going to have here was like, how do you engineer virality in an ongoing way? And to hear you describe the systems you've kind of built for virality, it reminds me of like what we try to build on the paid ad side, which is where I come from. You know, you're looking for things that are repeatable. You're looking for ways to scale and to not, not spam the system, but to get your, your bid for ads in there as much as possible. And now you're, you're pumping as much creative as you can in order to make paid social work. Um, and you're kind of applying the same principles on, on TikTok. And then I Adding in this franchisee idea, which is which is really next level. I think at the end of the day, like what a lot of people miss is that element of scale. I can't tell you what video is going to go viral. I can't do that, and nobody can. There's an element of luck and you know randomness, and so that's impossible. But what I can tell you is that if I have 30 to 50 videos going live every single day, and the quality, you know, is at least at a certain baseline, I know for sure that one will pop off, and that's what we're betting on. So it's not about picking the needle in the haystack. It's about, you know, buying the whole haystack. I think as Ray Dalio likes to say. And it's that distribution channel too, where by giving them the franchisee, rather than like, if you just say, hey, make some posts for me, they, they'll make some posts for you and maybe it'll do well, maybe it won't. But when you're actually having them build a Tabs chocolate, you know, franchise, content franchise, it's like now that's yours to grow. And it, it just, it locks in that distribution channel, which as you say, is like one of the hardest parts of influencer marketing. Absolutely. Uh, so what platforms are you on? Like, obviously, TikTok is probably like, first of all, give me the give me the shocking number of like how many impressions you feel like you've had since you started. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, like hundreds of millions. I, I don't know about hundreds of millions just yet. I know that like it's definitely over like 60 million um, for sure. But it's impossible to like really know or measure. I don't think we've ever really counted them exactly. But um, but I can tell you it's, it's definitely above 60 million views, which is probably more than impressions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's your most undervalued channel, would you say? In the beginning, like Facebook Reels kind of killed for us. I think that was like our first viral one. Probably not. Yeah, that, but. that was wild. Like some random Facebook Reels just hit like 9 million views and uh, drove crazy amount of sales just like one, one day. And I don't even know what Facebook Reels was because we were posting natively through Facebook. Like nobody was doing that. I don't think like 99% of uh, companies or brands or marketers are still doing that. Um, but we talked about it a little bit on Twitter and now uh, I've seen a, a couple other people jump on the trend. Uh, but I mean, the reality is, is that like, it's just about like kind of testing all the platforms and being consistent with, again, you know, the hopes that one out of a hundred just randomly hits and that's kind of what pays for everything else. Um, now, I would say the most fruitful short form platform other than TikTok uh, is YouTube Shorts for us. Um, we have a, a bunch of accounts there um, that are pulling really solid numbers. And so we're really doubling down in that area. We have about, I think, like 15 to 20 accounts, um, some of which are pulling you know, 10 to 20,000 views per video per day. Uh, so it's really just about scaling up. 
Very cool. Have you been able to see the incremental benefit of these platforms in your sales? I guess I guess one of the things you miss a little bit, although you were talking about being able to use custom UTMs on each of these um, creators if you wanted, are you? How, how is the tracking side of the business going in this sort of uh, viral environment? Yeah, um, you know, it's very obvious when something goes viral because you're sitting on the Shopify dashboard, you know, and you see and it's like, oh, wow, huge spike in visitors, huge spike in sales. And then it's a text message to everybody, yo, what's going on? Where's the video? Can we find it? And can we capitalize on it? Um, I think that's one of like, the biggest parts that a lot of people miss. When you have the thunder, especially on TikTok with one of your content creators or your influencers, it is so important to double down. And what we've seen time and time again, the secondary post responding to a comment on the original viral video will actually do better than the viral video itself. Despite getting like one-tenth, one-twentieth of the number of views, having a video where you're responding to one of the comments on the viral video with a call to action will just like take that to the next level. And when that happens, we just start pumping content on that account or we have that influencer start pumping content to really capture all the potential that we possibly can. And to be clear, you don't run paid ads. This all growth has all come from this sort of engineered virality. Yeah, uh, no, we don't really run any paid ads. I mean, unless you count obviously the influencers and you know the content creators that we do pay for sure. Like, uh, but but we don't pay, we don't do any like pay per click ads. Um, we're not on Facebook or, or Google really or or Snapchat or any of these kinds of main platforms. However, with that being said, as we start to lock down our logistics and production side of things, and as we start to scale, um, we're definitely going to start to you know venture into these areas for sure. With you know the first move obviously being retargeting ads and you know trying to recapture abandoned carts and checkouts and whatnot. You guys worked with a bunch of celebrities based on the page. What was what's been your favorite uh, celebrity you've been able to pull in? I think what you're referring to is like this event that we went to. Um, Oliver, you want to talk about that? Oliver set this up. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, it was it was an interesting event. Uh, basically, what they call it is a gifting suite lounge. Um, the guy has an awesome job. He basically puts on this three-day extravaganza, and he, he he's not affiliated, but he attaches it to some big event. So think the Super Bowl, the Met Gala, uh, the Oscars. That's what we were there for. And you know, during during that event, he he throws this kind of side party, and he has brands um, come in and, and and help sponsor it. And so we paid. Um, I believe it was like $7,500 to be there. And basically we got to have the pleasure of gifting out our product, um, you know, to all the, the, the A-listers and celebrities that come swing by. Now you ask, what do they get out of this? They give, you know, over $100,000 of free product out at these events to the celebrities to entice them. And they have some big, you know, partnerships and sponsors that, you know, will give these celebrities like a huge all access paid vacation and flights and, and everything. So they got their, they got their side of the stuff covered. And, um, you know, in return, when the celebrity comes and, you know, takes one of our, our products, we get to take a picture with them and, you know, use that at our discretion. Um, so we, we did get to, you know, meet and give seed product to a number of celebrities. But what I will say is that they weren't quite, there weren't that many like famous ones. There's more kind of like the B and, and C-listers, if, if I'm going to be honest, just because like, yo, like if it's an A-lister, they're not really coming for free product. Like you got to pay, right? And one of them actually, Liam Payne from One Direction stopped by and I was so excited, uh, but he wouldn't even take a picture because, you know, I mean, like his manager wouldn't let him, uh, but it is what it is. Yeah, you got Johnny Drama, I guess. <laughs> That's definitely, <laughs> when, when he plays a C-level on TV, he's probably C-level. <laughs> Wrong size, wrong color, didn't look right in the living room? 
There are hundreds of reasons your customers return products, but returns don't have to be goodbyes. They can be an opportunity to complete the shopping experience. Built exclusively for Shopify, Loop lets you create a delightful return experience to attract and retain more customers. By making it easy for your customers to find products they love, they'll come back again and again. See why thousands of Shopify brands like Allbirds, Chubbies, and Brooklinen trust Loop as their return partner at loopreturns.com slash DTC. I want to I go back to the very, like... The very, we kind of glossed over it, but it's like you guys have built a business, you know, where you're like, you're like, I don't want to fuck around with, you know, a lot of the things that most of the people that I talk to have done. Like you wanted to engineer a product that would be inherently viral. Like where did Jake, where did that idea sort of come from? Why did like, why didn't you, you know, I guess you had already done that traditional route with the leggings, I guess. Right. And, and it was that basically why you really wanted to engineer something that would just sell without ads ongoing. Yeah, we had done that for like years earlier with um with other products too. But um with pay-per-click, there's like a lot of like issues with it just being banned and stuff and uh it's pretty linear. Like your sales are like, you know, you spend a certain amount of money per per purchase and there's not really a lot of fluctuation or opportunity to I guess see exponential growth for for what you put in. So like, you know, with some of our um influencer ads, we'll spend uh a very small amount of money and it has the potential to pull in a lot of views uh, and therefore a lot of sales and with pay-per-click like facebook and all these other uh platforms that's not really the case and so when you when we thought of like what could go viral and like making something that could go viral uh, i think that was one of our main intentions very well i think you've done it uh what is your do you know what your single most viral video is yeah yeah we do what is it yeah, well, well, actually, uh, one of our, our, our single most viral video was uh, from a content creator that, that we were working with, um, and he pulled in like over 11 million views on the TikTok. Um, with that being said, we did work with a micro-influencer, um, you know, in our first month of business, and um, she got 6.6 million views on her video, um, and, and, it, and it really, really popped off. Uh, but there is like one thing that I want to say too, that like while the influencer and the creator is super important and don't get me wrong, you know, they're like, uh, like for sure 50% of the equation, it's important to recognize that the product is inherently viral too. And what we've noticed actually is that when through our collaborations, our influencers that we work with usually get more views on our paid brand deal than they do on their regular average organic content. So like, that's super crazy to think about too. So like when we're approaching like, you know, influencers or whatnot, it's like, hey, get paid to use a product that's going to bring you more views, more followers and more exposure than your average content anyway. So it's like a win-win for both of us, you know? And I think that's something that's really special and unique about our brand. When it's 80% of people's two favorite things, uh, it's going to, you know, it, it's sort of engineered from that. And then, and as I was saying, like, yeah, just, I, I urge everyone to go check out the packaging, you know, the unboxing experience in the videos. Cause I think, you know, I think that's an essential component of building for virality is as you say, like going through all those iterations, getting everything just right, making sure it's going to be this delightful experience that puts people in that frame of mind because it's such a mental thing, right? I'm sure there's a rush that you can have from these chocolates and, and for some people it'll be great and for others, maybe not, but it's putting people in that frame of mind you know what I mean? To, to experience that is going to be so helpful. 
Yeah, and just to kind of touch upon that, uh, Jake came up with this idea of like this break, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but it's genius. And the reason why is because it plays so well on camera. If you look at traditional, you know, sexually enhancing products, they're all targeting one demographic. They're targeting men and they're targeting women. And if you look at their marketing and advertising, the way that they go about it is like, yo, it's super discreet. Your partner's not even gonna know. You don't have to have any shame or guilt. We came in and we completely like switched that whole entire idea on its head. And what we've done now is like, it's a product for you and your partner, whether it's a guy and a girl, a guy and a guy, a girl and a girl, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what gender you are. And the way that it works is each square of chocolate has a clean break on a diagonal. And so each partner breaks it in half and then takes a half. And so like, that's like super pivotal and something that differentiates us from everybody on the market, differentiates us from sex and crushes on camera because it explains the concept of what it is in a three-second uh, visual way without having to provide, you know, paragraphs and essays of context. I love it. It's a, it's a sex Kit Kat. <laughs> write that one down. Write that one down. Uh, sex <laughs> no, I think that's a really great uh, visual metaphor. So, you know, you're driving all this traffic to the site. I think you've now, you're on V2 of your website. And you're and I think you mentioned that you're planning a, a new website soon. Can can you talk about like what were the big wins on the current what you know, what were the big things that worked best on this current website? And then what are some of the things you're planning to do uh, on the next website to actually convert this huge amount of traffic that you're getting? So the first thing is um, we have a, mo- a desktop site now. So we we started with mobile only, and that was kind of that was our version of uh, of an MVP. It's <clears throat> so like before we knew the product was going to work. Uh, we we were just kind of optimizing for our channels we knew we were going to sell on. So like TikTok is mobile, uh, Snapchat's mobile, and so on. Um, and now like we kind of have that validation. So uh, so yeah, we're developing a desktop site. That was actually like our main like. Uh, hot topic in our morning like meeting today uh, about how the new site's going to look and how that's going to how that's going to turn out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in terms of like conversion, uh, the site's been the site's been amazing. Uh, and just to backtrack a little bit, the, the big reason why we focused on the mobile was because all of our traffic is coming from mobile. It's people scrolling on TikTok. It's people scrolling through YouTube Shorts. So when we were initially starting this, you know, we completely bootstrapped this whole entire operation instead of like defraying our you know our attention to, to building out a desktop and a mobile and you know splitting the cash between the two. We were like, let's go all in and crafting the best mobile experience. And it's boded pretty well for us. Like over ninety eight percent of our traffic is coming in from mobile. Um, So the desktop has kind of been on the back burner, but we did just get that live. In terms of like kind of conversion between V1 and V2, uh, V1 has been been amazing. And, you know, we we were sitting at at, at a very strong conversion rate. We moved to pre-orders and we wanted to be overly transparent and overly communicative. So we said, you know, on the site all over, it's going to take four to 12 weeks for your order to come as you do a pre-order. And not surprisingly, the conversion rate tanked. It, it, It got dropped by like, it was a third of what it was originally. And uh, when we relaunched the site and when we caught up with pre-orders just recently, I was like, all right, like, here we go. We're about to 3X sales. We're about to 3X the conversion rate overnight. And unfortunately, while we removed the four to 12 week pre-order, not much has changed. And so that was like super disappointing. And so now we're trying to kind of reverse engineer what's going on there and figure out how we how we get that back up. Uh, but in the meantime, after talking to a lot of conversion rate optimization strategists and specialists, uh, shout out Carl, uh, he was one that, that helped me quite a bit. Uh, 
we, we've made some significant updates, which we now have to test. Um, so it's, you know, it's about A-B testing. It's about seeing, you know, what the response is. And we're at the drawing board constantly monitoring and figuring out, like, what's a good improvement, what's a bad improvement, um, and, and, and really kind of taking note to, to figure out how we can uh, really optimize things the way we want to. What's the average order value like? Do people buy one box? Do people buy? Do people buy several? Because it's sort of like it just has this implication. It's like the you know, the more you love chocolate, the more chocolate you're going to eat. It's like maybe the more sex you have. It's just like is that how people uh, you know stack their carts? We try to encourage people to buy multiple. So like in the beginning, we did um, we did uh, free shipping with two boxes, um, and that helped drive up our average order value. I think it's uh, I think it's mid forties, and we sell the product for for thirty bucks. Nice. And, and now we just made an update on the new site, um, which we're testing. Um, but I got, we got rid of the quantity selector because what we noticed was that people were really only buying one box or two boxes. And so instead of having a quantity selector, we now have you know a one box option and a two box option. And it's defaulted on the two box option you know, to try to decrease friction. And you know there's free shipping there and a discount there. So we're trying to do everything we can to drive up AOV. Um, but ultimately this, this is something that we're testing. Very cool. Uh, did, I don't know if you've listened to it. I, I did a podcast recently. It just came out with this uh, guy from the Marshmallow Co. His name's Joel Twyman. And he uh, basically, I think he's up to over 300 million impressions now on TikTok, going in his factory and actually showing it, kind of doing like visual ASMR about his product being made and showing, you know, marshmallows stretching and being mixed and being poured and all this stuff. And it really makes me think, I, anytime I have a food and bev person on, I'm like, you got to get someone in your factory who has a, a, you know, a creator franchise where you're showing, you know, the product being made in potentially an essential way or whatever. I think there's a huge opportunity for, for you guys to do that. Yeah, 100%. I think that's a great idea and something that we for sure have to test. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot imagine our co-man allowing us to get in there. Right, Jake? Imagine Mike. And Mike's not oh, going to do it. He's not going to be your influencer, it sounds like. He's not going to be doing it. No, no, Mike's not going to be our influencer. No. We, yeah, no, we've, we've been having some, we've been having a little bit of troubles and difficulties with our coma. Um, but I mean, he's, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. So, so what are your guys' goals for the future with this? Like first, how big can Tab's chocolate be? And uh, yeah, what are your plans for the future? Jake, why don't we go with you? So we're looking at, um, I think right now we're looking at a lot of uh, other channels. So uh, we're trying to start a wholesale system. So we've gotten a few inbound requests. Of course, our main like our main channel is uh, is TikTok. So, I guess in a lot of ways, we're just really focusing on um, our main product, and then uh, I want to eventually add variants, so like uh, flavors, and then also how many uh, chocolates are in a box. So we have the three chocolates in a box right now, but I think we could go nine and one. So like a one unit box could be good for like wholesale or retail. Um, and then of course different flavors. So I think we have a lot of work cut out for us just in doing that before we even look at, you know, other product lines. But I think just in general, uh, we could play with like other food products in general. You could also just have a chocolate that breaks into three or four. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, just for like that, that fringe market. You never know, right? Yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> um, and I think that there are also like a couple like main, you know, categories that we can break into. Um, you know, one, I think really we could, we can become the sex shop for Generation Z. Uh, we've done an amazing job at destigmatizing an incredibly taboo industry, uh, making something that, you know, people think is for like erectile dysfunction for old people into something that, you know, targets a younger generation 
innovation and making something that's fun and romantic. So, you know, that's a kind of one industry and category that I think is right for the taking. Uh, number two, kind of playing off what Jake said, is really tackling, uh, you know, the functional food lines and coming up, pairing different uh, you know, moods and flavors and, and supplements and ingredients with common foods and, and repackaging that to make it kind of a more user-friendly, consumer-friendly experience. And then lastly, like, I, I think another category that that has potential when the time is right and, you know, as the, the, the legal system, you know, catches up, but like THC and CBD and psilocybin, like, that is a that is a huge market that's becoming super popular and and more and more mainstream. So like you know maybe when the time is right, like we have all the infrastructure to kind of corner that market as like an edible brand. Right now it's like a sex edible, but like who knows where we might be in five you know ten years? It's impossible to say. So with that being said. We're not too focused on the long-term vision right now. What we do know is that we have an extremely hot product that's crushing. And what we want to do is double down on that, uh, make sure that we can handle all of the demand, make sure that you know we, we get our production you know schedules in line and all the back-end logistics sides are done. And then once that happens, we can start to, to think bigger and to start expanding that. Uh, but we got our hands full right now. I, I can tell you that much. I bet. If there was one influencer out there, if there's or celebrity, if there's like who would be like the the prime person to get on the brand? I want to hear both your interpretations. Yeah, um, Steve will do it, and I think Steve will do it. Would would uh, would go absolutely crazy. Who? Sorry. Um, oh god. A, oh, Steve will do it. He's uh, he's affiliated with the Nelk Boys. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I would love to have him on board, maybe, maybe someday. Um, but what I will say is that he actually lives in downtown Miami in Brickell, which is like literally like a five minute walk from my apartment. And I've seen his cameraman before. I've seen him like out to dinner with his family like once before. Uh, so I think like I might camp out um, at his apartment for like 24 hours or something and, and try to get a box to him. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, he, he would be pretty cool to get on board. Jake, who do you think? I'm not going to put it past you. I think Steve will do it eventually. Um, <laughs> how about you, Jake? Uh, I think the Pope would be cool. <laughs> that could be, honestly, this Pope, if there ever was a Pope that was going to do it, it might be this Pope. He's very progressive. So, Yeah, I, let's, um, if anyone has his, uh, has his contact info, I mean, we'll take it. I love it. I'm emailing the Pope directly after this. Uh, and then Oliver, like, do you have any other, like any, cause I, I, you know, this is a pretty unique approach you've taken to growth, this idea of growth hacking, even, even, you know, even just sponsoring and becoming a gift in, you know, in the celebrity, in the B celebrities bags or whatever. These are all sort of things that go into your sort of growth hacking mindset. Do you have anything else like queued up that you can talk about or any other like final words on, on growth hacking for the D2C listeners? I think I gave pretty much like most of the sauce at, um, there is, you know, there, there are some products that we have up our sleeve that we're excited to release soon, but can't really talk too much about it. Um, you know, when the time is right, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, put a tweet out pretty active there. Um, but no, no, nothing really else comes to mind. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there. Uh, if you're looking to enhance your chocolate or sex life, you can go to tabschocolate.com, correct? Yep. And if people want to know more about you, obviously you're pretty active on Twitter there, Oliver. So you can, what's your, give your tw Twitter handle for the people. Oliver underscore underscore B1. Um, I need to get a new username because it's super long and convoluted. Uh, and Jake, plug, plug yours too. Mine's J-K-E-L-W-N. Nice. I haven't checked out Jake's yet, but I know Oliver's got a lot of hot takes on there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, too many. I got it. I got roasted by uh, Sean Purry and Sam Parr 
uh, in their podcast for, for some of my hot Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They roasted me a little bit. It is what it That's is. funny. Uh, nice. Thanks for coming on today, guys. This was uh, super interesting. Awesome. Thanks, sir. Thanks so much for having us, bro. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.